Hey. Hey. How's it going, guys? I'm so comfortable right now. I am too. I like the way our space has turned out. The ambiance is right. It's just on point. On point. I am cozy as fuck. Me too. Kaylee, how would you feel about a pair of these uh, fleece overalls? Do you think you would wear them? Probably in here because it's not the... Probably. You know the ones? They look cozy. The black and white ones with the daisies on them. That's what I was thinking for Kaylee. Oh, we should get Kaylee a pair and then we all could be so cute in our overalls. Yeah. I'm waiting till the multicolored ones go on sale and then I'm definitely getting yeah, those with my second pair. Ones, yeah. well, I think I'm gonna I'm just like convinced I'm gonna live in them the rest of the winter. They would be double usage because I could wear them here and I would put them under cold weather clothes because I love the snow. Oh yeah. I love the snow. So I, I would love these them. overalls. We could all wear them to our Fairbanks trip. Aww. Aww. Cute. That would be so cute. I can't wait. Okay well well, I guess um, today Meg is going to tell us a story, and it's going to be a really good one. And I'm going to tell you right now, we've attempted to tell the story a few times, but... Um, I think like, this is our third attempt, actually. Yeah, we're really good at staying on task and on track and... We're so good Focusing, just yeah. real good. So, um, I'm very excited to hear this story because I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. You don't remember anything? I mean, I know... Okay, so go ahead and tell me the name of it, because I know that. Today we're talking about the Hot Lake Hotel in Oregon. 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 <laughs> yeah, um, I know that it's I know that it's a hotel. And Kaylee hasn't heard this story yet, right? No, yeah. I, no I haven't. Do I just, you know I anything labeled... about the Hot Lake Hotel in Oregon? I know I labeled something <laughs> not Hot Lake. Okay. See, I okay. know there was like another file in there. I knew that there was, but it's this is the one that we're using. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so well, that, that one is, it's not hot lake, that's for sure. It's a different lake. It's a, I don't know. I don't oh, well, you know, we're really good at like labeling Our files. Files are a mess. Uh, we don't know how to do anything. This is this is why it takes us so long to get episodes out because we lose files all the time because we label them ridiculous shit and then forget thinking about like, it. Yeah, well, thinking we'll remember what this was for and then we don't remember. Not like even we're close. not setting ourselves up for success ever. And we don't know how to change that about ourselves either. So. I think the setup will help. Yeah, I like our space right now. Anyway, we're going to talk about Hot Lake Hotel today in Oregon. Oregon. Wait, tell me what you remember because I cut you off. That's it. Okay. That's all I remember. All right, here we go. This is the Hot Lake Hotel in Oregon. In Union County, Oregon, in the settlement of Hot Lake, there is located a multi, multi-purpose building. Like, a, uh, like it's a uh, multiple multi-purpose buildings or... Well, let me tell you all about it. I was so excited. You know I love a good multi-purpose building. I hope it's it has a, a post office. Of course. What? I said I hope it has a post office. Oh, of yeah. Of course it does. Good. Yeah. Yay! All right. So the multi-purpose building is called now the Hot Lake Hotel. Now, going back to way back when the settlers and all that good shit, I could not find a ton of information as to what happened to the natives of this land before we came in, as white people do. Mm. And um, I don't know. I imagine they were, you know, I imagine they were relocated. They probably got caught. 
yeah, you know, it's it was a war and such. Uh, but, I, but I could only find that this lake was originally called Akashpa by the Nez Perce people, and this area was actually called the Valley of Peace. I had a teacher that once um, pronounced it Nez Perce. It might be Nez Perce because I, I am ignorant. I don't think that it's Nez Perce though. I, I don't think so either. That sounds insane. But you know, actually, it's funny because I was recently very sick and I was watching a documentary on Lewis and Clark because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> but I, on this documentary, I learned that the Nez Perce people, I think it was pronounced, actually got along very well with Lewis and Clark. Like, they were all about each other. So oh, that's nice. There is that. I, I learned that on a documentary. But that was just recent, so it's kind of funny that I am reading the sentence now again. Topical. Topical. Anyway. And it was known as the Valley of Peace, this area was, uh, because it was a healing ground used by all the native tribes around. And in the area, it was considered like an area of neutrality, since it was such like a holy place the hot springs were because these hot lake hotel is a hot springs if i didn't mention that yet wait is it like a can you tell me the temps is it like a worth <laughs> worthwhile one or is it yeah. like a yeah yeah, yeah. Like it's a, a warm bath it's it's a good it's a good hot spring okay that's nice. why yeah it's a good spot well that sounds great and neutrality anyway so the first Europeans to see Hot Lake were the 32 members of an expedition under a W. Price Hunt, who entered the Grand Ronde Valley on January 1st, 1812, on their way to go to the Columbia River. I think it's actually pronounced Grande Ronde. Is it Grande Ronde? Anyway, they're Grande on their, Ronde. They're on their way to see the Columbia River. Okay. And then on August 7th of 1812, a Robert Stewart made the first written specifications to the place, you know, the hot springs, um, while returning from the Columbia River. It was described by him as a flat plot of land with magnificent soil and warming blue hot pools, 300 yards in circumference. Hot Lake became a resting place for travelers, especially when settlers began traversing through the valley on the Oregon Trail in the 1840s. You know, I think about the fact that, like, they were real weird about witchcraft and how weird it must have been to, like, be walking through the forest, find a nice little pool and put your hand in it is hot. How much that must have blown people's minds. Yeah, I mean, thermal hot springs have been around for like a long time so it's kind of like, but it is some sort of sorcery, I'm sure in some age, people thought that was witchcraft. Oh, for sure. If everything else if everything else was blamed on witchcraft, a hot spring makes sense as well. The say Everybody was using it, you know? Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. was using it. So there were many well-formed trails made by the Native Americans that were followed, and that's how a lot of the pioneers originally found the hot springs. So they were just like, where's this trail go? And then they're like, oh, for what? Holy shit, what's that? And they put were all dirty, gross bodies in yeah, there. Yeah, they put all of their shit in there. That's sure. definitely how diseases get spread. Well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> no, you'll understand when I get more into it. Uh, so the first hotel was built as Hot Lake in 1864 
by a Samuel F. Newhart. It was named Hot Lake Hotel, obviously after the hot thermal springs that the hotel was built around. That's such bullshit. This place is like actively used by Native Americans. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a fucking hotel over it. You know, settlers and stuff. They were a bunch of assholes. They were. They were. So, I mean, are we surprised? No. Is it wrong? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Welcome to America. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and yeah. The hotel was built made out of wood. And I think I from what I've understood when I was reading about this, it was built um, facing the bluff, like away from the lake. So like the entrance was like towards the back because it was facing this huge hill. Um, what? I know. I was kind of confused, but I think that's what it was. And I think it might have been because it had been described as like a windy area. So I think maybe they built it right behind the bluff to like block the wind more officially coming in. Oh, okay. That was my theory. I don't know if that's true, but the building was made. Um, um, so they built this hotel. And then it was made as kind of like a strip mall. So it's one structure, but they put a ton of businesses on the inside of it. Yeah, no, multi-purpose building. That makes perfect sense. It does. Does that make more sense now? Yeah. So the hotel included a post office, a blacksmith, a dance hall, a barber shop, a bathhouse, and several other businesses. I can't. And it was described by everybody as the town under one roof. That makes sense. Yeah. If everything was in said multi-purpose building. The multi-multi-purpose building. (laughs) And it was also the first known commercialized building in the world to utilize geothermal energy as its primary heat source. Oh, wow. That's really awesome. That is. Isn't that rad? What year was this? Um, It's like in the 1800s. Okay, because the... 1864. One of the stories I have in Alaska is a town under one roof. Oh, that's right, because we have Alaska coming out, so yeah. I'm looking into that now. So I'm just, like, loving this. I'm listening to Are it from inspired? a whole new... I'm listening to it from a whole new angle, that's for sure. Yeah, from, like, four months ago. From behind. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a good angle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this. Um, in 1884... The Union Pacific Railroad started its construction running near Hot Lake. And then in 1903, the original wooden structure of the hotel was demolished. Oh. And then the construction began on a new hotel with various bathhouses. And <laughs> <laughs> Did they have them, like, separated for, like, men's and women's? And- yeah. So a Dr. W.T. Phi or Psy, something similar. Something similar? Or something similar to those, but I think it's Dr. Phi. How's it spelled? P-H-Y. Yeah, Phi or Phi. Phi or Phi? Psy or something similar. It came out. Wait, 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 wait. Fire? What is that? What are you? Oh, Phi or Phi. Okay. Depending on how you pronounce. I I thought you were saying like one word, fire fee. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's definitely like Dr. Fire fee. No, we know him. Duh. Yeah, for sure. Because you're just really smart like that. So, <laughs> Dr. Fire fee. Duh. 
<laughs> no, I, I have to use my Greek life knowledge somewhere. There you go. Here it is. I think your shining moment. Phi. My shining moment. Yeah. We'll go with Phi, yeah. We're gonna go with Phi. So he became involved in the project in 1904, and a brick structure intended for use as a hospital began construction. Oh. Mm. So due to the healing properties of the waters, this idea was all about the multi-purpose building. Ew! Not only to bring in travelers looking for luxury, but also attracting those who were into the medicinal healing properties of the springs. So now he's going to use it as like a spa slash hospital. He's going to dip his sick people in there? Hell yeah, he is. Boil everything bad off. Sweat it out real quick. Sweat it out about it, you know? Just Put sweat the it out. on it. Go for a dip, you'll be fine. Let me cut your wrist. I'm- We're going to let this blood out. Oh my god, I would be so fucking mad <laughs> if I went to a hot spring and I look over and there's a doctor dipping some sick people right next to me. I know that's very insensitive, but you know what I mean. But I mean, it was 300 yards wide or 274 meters. Um, you have a long distance you could go. Yeah. You could just swim across to the other side. That's true. I'll just go swimming in a hot lake. Girlies, we're not even there yet. God damn it. <laughs> the story goes on for such a while. <laughs> We'll carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Anyway, overall, the property cost a phenomenal $500,000 to build. And this was 1904. So wow. imagine that figure in 1904. Okay. What is it now? Um, that would be over. I did. I did. the. Yep. I did it. <laughs> that would be over $16 million Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Which is like, what? <laughs> that's dumb. That's a nice house on a lake now. That's yeah. just fucking insanity. I can't even get into it. So upon its reopening, the hotel housed a total of 105 guest rooms and then 60 bed slash surgical wards, a ballroom, a barber shop, confectionery, a drugstore, a newsstand, reception rooms, laboratories, and a commissary. And the hospital featured state-of-the-art soaking tubs supplied by the lake water, as well as an operating room complete with an elevated observation deck. Oh, and on top of that, there was also a 1,500-guest dance hall in this building. But no post office? Um, there might have been a post office. I mean, I would be damned if there wasn't. That's just what I think of with that the would just, building. You know, yeah, that was just like to name a few of the things in there. I would... The I town under like, one roof. I know, I'm just like struggling to get over the fact that if I went to a hotel and I could hear somebody getting surgery, because it's not like they have like state of the art equipment to put you under and they stuff do. like that. They do. They were they were putting people under. Yeah. Well, that's nice, but I just I feel like they had a full on operation going on. It was a fucking hospital. They had sixty <sighs> surgical rooms. That's nuts. Isn't that bananas? What kind of sur- I mean, they just cut people over for fun at that point because there's no way. Let me get into it. I'll tell you about though, right? it. Yeah, it's like exactly. It's bananas. So in 1910, the hotel grossed 178,811 dollars in yearly revenue, and that means with this inflation, like I guess our inflation's gone up quite a bit since I originally wrote this story, but <laughs> it's only been a few months. So like I'm thinking that this these are still accurate anyway. 
With inflation, that means the hotel was making over five and a half million dollars a year. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. And was that just the hotel or the building itself? Like, I think maybe it's like the whole economy of the building, but the building itself is the entire economy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people just kind of like live outside of it, but that's where everybody works. That's Isn't wild. that bananas? Yeah. I know. So, and the use of the uh, geothermal heating system as like the source of everything reportedly saved them $15,000 a year in heating costs back then, which now would be over $472,000. I just want to move to a house on top of a hot spring now. I think that's a life for me. All the time. It'd be wonderful. It would be fantastic. In the wintertime, I think it would be great. Well, I'm a hot body. I like it. I'm a hot body. I like it. I'm cold all the time. I love the cold. I hate the cold. You're a cold body. I understand it. It's fine. Everybody has different body temps. I live with a cold body. Hate it because you can't (laughs) move to hot body states. So, no. no. (laughs) I just suffer in silence. Too pale. It's the worst of both worlds. Speaking of, I'm I'm sorry I have to pause this. Okay. Did you see how pale we all looked in that photo yes. in the haunted house? Yes, we look pale as fuck because we are. That's pretty typical for me. Pretty typical. Pretty I typical. Just, it was just a bunch just of pale and... Pale, scared-looking lady. Scared-looking... <laughs> we looked like somebody had told us a very unfunny joke in a situation <laughs> we could not get out of and we all needed to laugh. Isn't that exactly what happened? I don't... I think so, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just God, have to watch the picture says something weird. <laughs> and I just have to I have to think because I want my hair platinum again. Ooh. And then I'm like, no. I look really pale in that picture. Did you confirm it? Like you want to do your hair platinum now? Oh, that's that's how I wore my hair for years. I know. Like that's, that's it's long enough now. You think you'll do it? It's just finding someone. Mm, okay, that's yeah. That's it's tough. a matter of finding someone and being able to accept that it's gonna. Change. It's not going to be as expensive as I think it's going to be because they don't have. I can use high lift color. This is my natural hair color, mm-hmm. and there's no dye in it. But <sighs> it'll be platinum again once I can stomach spending like. 300 something to get my hair done. Yeah, hair is expensive these days, man. I but just got my hair cut and it was like ridiculous. And I was like, uh, okay. You should have gotten the beauty school on Tuesday. It's I $7. Do not trust the students <laughs> that much. Sorry, not sorry. It's $7. My hair is very delicate. I, I refuse to go to a student about it. I remember, and it's just because I had an instructor who had curly hair like you, mm-hmm. um, that she was telling me. When you cut curly hair, you cut it like, you prune it like a bonsai tree. And I am a bonsai tree, that, for sure. That was what I remember with her was like, she's like, yeah, you don't want it. You don't want to comb it straight. She's like, you want to cut the shape of it because that's the shape of the hair. But if I wouldn't have had a curly haired <laughs> instructor. Bonsai tree. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you prune it like a bonsai tree. But, you know, it made a big difference in uh, how the, I was cutting Nikki's hair. Because she has super, she has super curly hair and. Yeah. She saved her hair because she walked me step by step with it. (laughs) But I already said I didn't know what to do and I wanted to learn. All right. Sorry about that. Bonsai Meg, carry on. Bonsai Meg, let's keep going. So in 1911, a show barn was built on the property. And then in 1912, the Central Railroad of Oregon built a four point or a four mile line or a 6.4 kilometer line from Richmond, Oregon, directly to the hotel, which marked the beginning of the building's heyday. Heyday. 
He's, he's, it's coming up, you know, it's his time to shine. And the entire, like the entire economy of this town was, um, it kind of, it's just crazy. Yeah. That it relied on this structure. Cause like I said, the entire town worked in this one building and then everybody kind of lived around it. But it was such a strange thing that it was just one building that kept the economy going for this entire area. That is weird. And then in 1917, uh, Dr. Phi purchased the hotel and the resort. And because before he was just like a major investor, but now he's like owner. Well, yeah, he was making a shit ton of money on all those surgeries that he was Somebody just cutting was. into people. Like, I'm confused as to like exactly who was fronting the money to rebuild it, but it, it sounds like he contributed a lot. So mm. he became the owner and then he renamed it the Hot Lake Sanatorium. Because he was, as a doctor, he was more focused on, like, the hospital side of it. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then the build, the building from then on was known not only as a resort for the rich, but also as a hospital for the ill, which is a super weird combo, as you say you can't get over. I can't, I can't get over that. I also can't get over it. I am aware of how strange that sounds. I I would hate to go to a hotel that was also just like a hospital. And I mean, as a patient, that probably feels really good. But as like a fancy person, that is just fucking strange. I wonder how close they were, like within within proximity of each other. Like I don't know. Because yeah. I, I know the building was separated into like different wings, but... Still weird. Still strange. It's like, I get the idea of it. I mean... I think about multi-purpose building. Everybody wants to go there. <laughs> I think about the fact that when I was a flight attendant, there was a first-class passenger who literally had a fit about a person in like the premium section using their bathroom, the first-class bathroom. I can't even I can't even like deal with what the front desk had to like I can't even fathom what they had to deal with, you know? Like it's so People beyond understandable dramatic in the 1900s. Oh my god. The fainting couches. Well, they were there for a reason, you know. They probably had to have one by, right by the front desk when they learned that it was a sick people hospital. It's a what? I think I mean it was named a sanatorium and you know I'm just saying. I know. It's a strange combo. Maybe they were can't get over it. Maybe they were into that kind of stuff, though. But maybe it, it was. Maybe it was. Yeah, it's like there were healing properties for everybody. You know, there's enough lake to go around. It was a bathroom on an airplane. Yeah, that is crazy. People are wild about their complaints. I don't know. I'm aware. <laughs> It makes so much more sense if you're that front, far front in the plane than walking the entire length of the plane to go to the rear bathroom. People oh, yeah. People are just weird about like our bathrooms. I don't know. Exactly. Obviously, the people in first class still aren't rich enough to get like a PJ. private jet, so they should just steal. Adult diapers. So the geothermal springs were used and experimented with to help treat patients and guests, making the resort a pioneering figure in the Western experimental medicine. Oh, and then I also wrote this about the same time I was writing about Linda Hazard. <laughs> so I was like, I wonder if she ever came to this place because she was also into that like homeopathic shit. True. You know, I wonder because it was the same time period. That was just a cross reference in my brain. But uh, Dr. Fai and his team were celebrated for their success in treating common health issues such as arthritis, tuberculosis, alcoholism, and also venereal disease. Ooh. 
Yeah. Right combo. That's a big one, right? And then in 1924, the hotel became like another major tourist attraction and it became um, known like more worldwide. And the hospital staffing included 15 nurses, four physicians, an x-ray technician, and a bacteriologist. Bacteriologist? Bacteriologist. Isn't that upscale though for the 1920s? At a hotel even? At a hotel. They got their own x-ray tech. Truly multi-purpose. I would love that job. I'm going to go take x-rays in the middle of the woods at a hot springs. Bye. If I could have passed my registry, that's what I would be doing now. But since I have test anxiety, that's not my life. <laughs> oh I used to be an god! Tech, but I never practice because I can't anyway. It's a pretty cool job. You see pretty some shit. Pretty cool job. You see some shit. <laughs> you have to do it at a hot spring. That would be fantastic. I would love. I'm that sorry. Job. I don't know. I'm sorry to bring up a sore spot. There. It's not even a sore spot. It's just an old chapter. <laughs> it's okay. You're right. But Dr. Fi, uh, he was the central manager and the owner of the property, and he died in 1931. I forget we're still so early in the 1900s. I it's tripping me up. I, I told you this was a long episode. I'm struggling. I'm sorry. Do we want to okay. stop? God, no. I'm just struggling to grasp the concept that it's like... It's been around for so long. Around for so long. Yeah, I know. So in 1931, he died of pneumonia. And it was really interesting to read about the varying accounts of what this man was actually like. Did he get leached and try other things or did he just like die? He probably tried everything that he could. But, you know, pneumonia is pneumonia. And in the 1930s, that's going to get you. Get got, get got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, it's typical. So he seemed as a person to enjoy his wealth very much. But he also would not refuse anyone to medical treatment due to, like, not being able to pay for it. That's nice. So he was also kind of a philanthropist in that way. And he also was said to be quite flamboyant with a charming personality. Like, like, wears loud ties. He is very expressive, I read, with his wardrobe. And he's kind of just loud and out there. He is a social butterfly. This guy seems like a weird weird dude though. He does seem like a weird dude. He, and I think that he kind of was probably. You think that like in a few of those rooms he might have been like keeping a few of the, the patients and I mean in the middle of the woods. Hmm. A little less everything was the middle of the woods out here though. It's well true. exactly. I, just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think he was up to something. I something not, sounds weird. I did not read too far into his actual back history Okay. when I did this. But he also said to have a different side to him. He had a different reputation as being someone who had a, was ungodly arrogant. Okay. Who frequently tried to seduce his female patients and refused to socialize with his employees. They were all beneath him. Oh, he was for sure murdering people and experimenting on them in weird rooms in that sanitarium. That's why he bought it. Yes. Well, you know, I also, I wrote just, you know, he's just got kind of that doctor vibe. You know, that kind of doctor. <laughs> doctor vibe. You know, that kind of doctor vibe. He's Maybe. just really a, a doctor. Like, you know, like sometimes they think like they are just so they're amazing. doctors. And yeah. Yeah. You know, number one doctor for sure. Doctors all. are kind of just such a weird mix of people, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, he, he had that <laughs> reputation as well. So anyways, and then on May 7th in 1934, a fire, of course, destroyed the majority of the building's west wing, completely demolishing the wood structures of the hotel. And the brick portion of the building was the only structure that survived the fire. Oh, man. So it burnt down for the first time, I believe. That's a good run. It was a pretty good run. They, they did a good long run there. They did. So, <laughs> prior to the fire, at that point, the building had contained nearly 300 rooms uh, and the dining areas for over, like, a thousand guests, which is just insane. Not Ooh. to mention that there were all those businesses in the hotel hospital and, like, the pharmacy and the farmer. Like, well, that's, like, the whole town. It was, like, the whole town burnt down, right? Yeah. So. That's, that's insane. insane. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's. So, from then on, the business at the hotel declined because they never kind of recovered from that. And this was also in the 1930s now, and there's just a lot going on in that time period. And um, eventually the hospital area up on the third floor of the building was the only functioning business. So the hotel shut down and now it's just the hospital. That's even worse. Yeah. And then during World War II in 1939, a flight school and the nurses training center was established at the hotel. Flight school? A flight school. Well, I guess that makes sense with the mm -hmm. timing of it all. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh this building is just going in some really weird directions. I told you it's the most multi-purpose. Like, uh, I that feel like they're just happened. like, they're putting all these different categories of types of businesses and types of buildings in like a hat and they're just picking them out of it and being like it's like everything that a town needs but they just did it in the weirdest way the weirdest way yeah well but it worked for so long i guess you know what i mean <laughs> right and then on an even darker note, uh, so the flight school and the nurses training center was established at the old hotel. Okay. And then the hotel's foyer was supposedly once used to house the corpses of the infected uh, folks during a winter typhoid epidemic. <sighs> as the ground was simply too hard to dig their graves. Temp morgue. It surprises mm. me a little bit in terms of the ground being too hard because I guess in granted, I don't I don't know a lot, yeah, I don't know a lot about hot springs but i would assume the earth around it would be a little more malleable i think maybe they just yeah i don't know maybe they were like maybe we should bury these further out from like where the town is i guess it'd be stinky after a while so like they got further away from the hot springs and the ground was too hard there that, i would imagine because no, they probably didn't want to bury them all like right in the grounds that would be gross yeah that's true either way ew either way ew i know so then the U.S. Route 30 was later built, and then the Oregon Route 203 branching off of it and running right by the front of the hotel grounds happened, and that kind of took a little bit more business away from that area. And then in 1941, the property was acquired by a, uh, an A.J. and Fern Roth, and it was converted into a nursing home in 1951. Are they just trying to pick how, it, how haunted can they possibly make this? building. I know, right? They stored it. Okay. Pre-planned. <laughs> as soon as it <laughs> went up, like it is, yeah. Like Instead of Hot Leg Hotel, they should have ca called it like Spirit Catchers Are Us. <laughs> God. Maybe we episode that. <laughs> Can we? Spirit Catchers Spirit Are Us. Catchers are us. <laughs> yes. Hot Springs. Hot 
sorry. <laughs> edition. <laughs> I like it. It just seems like how how much can you stack the spirits in this hey, goddamn building? You know, we're only a part of the way through this. I figured. <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's wild, right? This is ridiculous. I know. It's a crazy place. So then, um, after it was done being a nursing home, do you want to guess what it was later converted into? A church. Good guess. A school. Also a good guess. No, it was... Also, it a was brothel. Con- no, maybe. Mm. It was converted into an insane asylum. Yeah. Typical. Typical. I know. I'm surprised you didn't guess it, but those were also very good guesses. Yes. I'm just thinking of the worst things possible. You know, you wanted to see how hard... <laughs> you wanted to see how haunted it could get. Let me tell you. Mm. So the building functioned as an asylum and a rest home. So they, they kept the retirement home section as well. And then it, it was just, you know, it was a two for one. It was a nursing home slash asylum for when they got too rowdy. Of course. <laughs> and then the building uh, it wasn't until 1974 when the ownership of the building changed again and now they're just going to be putting a nightclub in there and a restaurant of course <laughs> a natural segue from a home for unwanted adults to a nightclub resort <laughs> party party restaurant <laughs> You know where I love having parties? It's in the spookiest places. <laughs> places that make your skin crawl. <laughs> you did look pretty jazzed in that picture. Surrounded by all the skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, not to surprise anybody, but it operated pretty unsuccessfully for what? a couple of years. I don't know if you saw that coming. You just you just knocked my socks right off. I still see them on. Don't look at me. You're You're looking looking across from me. What are you looking at my ankles, you dirty, dirty girl? No, they're hidden. Exactly. Ashley, why are you such a slut? Ooh. You're one to talk with your ankles showing. Your ankles are fully exposed. I know I'm a slut, okay? That's true. Sluts are us. Sluts are us. Woo. I thought it was Sluts are us. We're doing both. We're 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 probably going to edit that part out, but (laughs) (laughs) we can keep it in. It's pretty funny. (laughs) So the son of the Ross, his name was Richard, and he later on wrote a book called The Hot Lake Story. An illustrated history from pre-discovery to 1974. Mm. And I looked up this book because I was going to buy it, and then it was like 500 pages, like pages long, and I said, "No way! There's no way I'm going to get through that." Nah, dog. It sounds very fascinating, but probably not. Um, so he his story it recounted growing up in the Hot Lake and the things that he saw, as well as documenting um, about the practices and all that stuff that was done there. And he he notes a lot about the Native American artifacts that he found over time while he was growing up there. Okay. But of course, now getting to the haunted part of this story, rumors 
of the hauntings plagued the building from the late 1970s, and that was when it kind of started. Living on the second floor of the building, one of the owners, Donna Patty, and her husband and the caretaker, or the caretaker? Caretaker. Caretaker. <laughs> caretaker, Richard Owens, were some of the first people to actually talk about the ghostly bullshit that they witnessed wandering around the grounds of the old health resort. Oh, it's definitely been going on the entire time, I'm sure of it. I have no doubts. Um, the hotel changed hands again in the 1980s, and it was bought by another doctor, and he used one corner of the hotel as a bathhouse. But then in 1991, the facility had closed down for good. And it sat abandoned for a good 15 years. Oh. Leading to lots of vandalism. Of course. And the structure just crumbled. And of course, with any old abandoned building surrounded by decay, um, some unnatural claims of some spooky cult shit got around. Right. Rumors and rumors and stuff. But I never actually found any evidence of that happening in my research. But, you know, people being culty and shit. Of course it happens. Like, well, of course. I wonder, I wonder if, like, doctors maybe just didn't notice the ghost because they just thought it was like another nurse to ignore. Maybe. Like just go on with yourself. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. But in 2003, the building, which was literally just falling apart, was purchased by another couple. Oh, um, from another couple by a, another guy who is still the current owner today. At least from what my last time I researched this. Restoration began soon after 2003 and the building was just fucking Rat, dude. All Sounds 368 like windows were broken or missing. The roof was barely there. And after two years of construction, it was open to the public for tours in 2005. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. While individual guest rooms were still being um, sponsored and like renovated. So they couldn't have people stay there yet, but they could come around and look. And then in 2008, the west wing of the building collapsed. And the building previously functioned as like the bed and breakfast with dozens of restored rooms and a spa and a restaurant and a museum. Multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. He really went hard for a building that didn't sound like it was done being renovated. I know. So the hotel's original pool was covered with landscape, which I don't know if that makes sense, but whatever. Um, and then they still seem to be, of course, under construction as of now. Hmm. Years and years later. Wow. Yeah. And so can you still stay there or can you not stay there? Hell Oh, yeah, you can stay there. And it Ooh. is bougie as fuck. That sounds fun. So if you want to go, like we can. We it's should. just kind of pricey. So let's just do it. Well, the cool thing about it now is that it's not only like a bed and breakfast, but they have the spas and they also offer free range of like the property pretty much. Like there's some areas that they have taped off that are super unsafe, I guess. But you have access as a guest to like the old surgery rooms and as well as the museum. What's cool? That sounds so cool. I know. And they have a ton of artifacts from the building's past. And the current owners don't seem to acknowledge the spooky spooks of the building. And they don't seem to want to talk about it much. But they will answer questions that you have.
cab. There's a nice restaurant in the building now, as well as the spas in the museum. And there's also diaries around the building where people can record their experiences. So they like just don't want a bunch of ghost hunters coming. I did email them and I asked them about their spooky rooms and they were like, I haven't noticed any of that at all. But you can pick a selection of rooms from the website. And I was like, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. That's crazy. Got it. (laughs) Wink. Yeah. (laughs) So I still think it would be fun. Um, Various stories circulated concerning the hauntings of the hotel. And it had been rumored to be haunted by vacationers and also a gardener who committed suicide, as well as some of the residents that lived in the building during its use as an insane asylum during that time. I mean, there's stacks on stacks on stacks of spirit. They literally piled bodies in the foyer. You cannot tell me that they, like, peacefully moved on. Spirits are us. So when the hotel was originally constructed, um, it had acquired a piano, formerly known by Robert E. Lee's wife, which was said to play all by itself up on the third floor. So other reports of screaming and crying were reported by the owner, um, one of the previous owners, and the caretaker from uh, coming from the old hospital surgery rooms, as well as rocking chairs that were moving on their own accord. And the, one of the property owners and her husband that owned the properties in the 70s when it was a restaurant, both they and their caretaker lived on the second floor of that building during the time. And they had heard local rumors concerning the hotel that were very pervasive. And then in 2001, the property was actually featured on ABC in a documentary series. You know, that one, Scariest Places on Earth. Ooh. Yeah. So they made a whole ass episode about it. That's pretty awesome. And I couldn't find it on the internet. I looked for a really long time, but I could not find it. I'll look on Discovery. Maybe it's on Discovery. Ooh, that would be fantastic because I'm interested to see it. But like a nice airplane documentary. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that shows on Discovery Plus. Okay. I haven't had access to like any of these things in so long. I just don't even know what's out there anymore. Discovery Plus. Crazy. That's my fave. I got it after we went on the cruise because I watched so much of it. That makes sense. It's a good investment, I think, because there's a lot of good documentaries on there. Uh, Yeah, that's definitely what I watch on there for sure. (laughs) So others uh, recount seeing a small boy running across the hotel's top floor, and then they say they see him laughing and frolicking through the corridors. Witnesses say that he appears normal from, like, his left side, but the entire right side of his body appears to be severely burned, and that leads a lot of people to speculate that maybe he perished in one of the fire in 1934. But that's all speculation. It always is. I am so upset by the lack of record-keeping by the people in the past. All these sweet stories. Heartwarming stories. They're failing us. Mm. Anything else you need to tell us about this hot lake hotel? Yes. Tell me. If you wait too long on the staircase of the second floor, you may spot the specter of an elderly woman who is often seen muttering to herself as she slowly climbs the stairs. Are they sure that they're not just seeing a regular old woman? No. Okay. (laughs) That sounds very normal. The hotel has such a reputation for its hauntings that it even has its own website called Haunted Hot Lake, which is dedicated to just the accounts of the ghostly encounters there. 
That's awesome. That is. And there was like one um, that I was going to read to you from the website, but it's really long. And I think this episode is probably long enough so you can just go to the website if you're interested in reading it. But it's about a group of high school girls and um, it was really fucking Oh, so well, if you want some late spooks, spooks, what's the synopsis of it? What they just got fucked with? Um, something with the lights and the doors. Ooh, mm. hate that. Hate that. Love it though. I love that story. Anyways, that is the Hot Lake Hotel. You can visit it now. It is very bougie and beautiful, and it's kind of expensive. But if you're into the dark tourism like we are, that's a good spot, and I definitely want to go. I do too. That's because I also love you know a hot spring hell yeah it sounds like a nice little vacation I've never been to a hot spring oh are you serious we are I want to let you know though right now I'm only going if we share a king bed of course perfect so my gay dreams can come true hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for telling us that amazing story Meg you're welcome and we are done with Oregon so when we're moving on to Alaska bye anyway bye bye